we speak to him. Our loving Jesus, we come before you, Lord. This evening time to thank you once again for giving us this opportunity to be alive and to come to worship you. Father, to us, this is the way of life. It's a part of us. Just like other people eat food to live. We know that man shall not live by food alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And we have come here so that we might, you might feed us, Lord, to give us that word of life that we might be able to receive sustenance in this life. And now, Lord, I ask that the angel of the Lord will come and encamp around about us. Give us ability to speak. Inspire each of us, Lord Jesus, to think the direction for which the Holy Spirit wants us to think, Lord. Bless every one of us, Lord, that are uh, gathering in this place. Bless our uh, saints that are streaming online. Lord, most importantly, I remember our sister Martha that wrote in this evening and not able to come here without to be with us. I pray, Lord, that you will grant them grace and the entire family what they are currently going through, Lord Jesus. Father, may your presence be with us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless. God bless you. I'm happy to see you, Sister Grace, this evening. Amen. And uh, Brother Muzahuki, also I'm happy to see you. God bless you. Amen. Let us sing I'm rejoicing night and day as we are planning to turn to Hebrews 3. Amen. How many are rejoicing this evening? Amen. God bless you, my brother. Well, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the pilgrim way. For the hand of God in all my life I see. Well, I'm the reason of my bliss. Yes, the secret all is this. Yes. Well, he abides, he abides. Oh, he abides. Amen. Hallelujah. He abides. Oh, within me, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the comfort I abide. Once my heart was full of sin Once I had no peace with it Now till I had Jesus died upon the tree Oh, and then I fell down at his feet And there came a peace so sweet Now the comforter abides with He abides He abides with me Amen I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the comforter with me Amen He is with me everywhere and He knows my every care 
I'm as happy as a bat and just as free. Amen. For the spirit has control. Jesus satisfies my soul. Since the comforter about will he abide? He abide. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. He abides with within my soul. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way. Comforter abide. There is no thirsting. Amen. There is no thirsting for the things of the world. Oh, long ago I gave them up. Then instantly, all oh, my night was done today. Oh, my body's rolled away. Oh, comfort Hallelujah. Glory. Clap of praise, church, if you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're reading out of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Up to 2. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Abadi no mugabo mukuitibwa okwo muguru murowoze omutume era kabona asinga obukuru oweddini gwetwa gwetwa Yesu e yali omwesigwa eryoyo eyamulonda eranga musa bo yali omwesigwa mu nyumba yiyonna amen god bless you you may be seated kama bomsam sobolo kutulako so since this evening i'm speaking on priest of our confession. Amen. Now, in the Old Testament, there was a, a somebody known as a high priest. Now, I know that different preachers will approach it different ways. And each according to the gift that God has given to them. But just this evening, maybe a little continuation of Sunday. Just overcoming the spirit of discouragement. Um, and so I'm speaking on, G, on, on the high priest of our confession. Amen. Now, the Bible. Uh, 
Paul writes to the Hebrews and he tells them consider the apostle and a high priest of our profession. Did you know that Jesus Christ is the apostle? and the high priest of our profession. You know, there is no title you can give to anyone uh, except if Jesus had, has had it first. You know, he has had it all. He is our pastor. Musumba. He is our apostle. Mutume. He is our friend. Mukwano he is our father. Chitafe. He is our husband. Bas He's uh, everything you can think of. He's our all in all. How many love Jesus with all their hearts? Amen. And so, uh, John would write in the book of Revelation and he would say he's the first and he's the last. And so here he then says that uh, he, he calls him the apostle. Our apostle and our high priest of our profession, as we shall see later on, profession here means confession. And so I was looking at the Old Testament, and, and uh, the high priest had to be a man without any physical defects. And he had to be a man with a holy with a holy conduct or holy in his conduct. Um, and he was the overseer also of all the other priests. So, in, in his physical stature, he had to look better than anybody else. He had to look better. His appearance had to look calmly. And now, in his life, he, the way he conducted himself, he had to be better than anybody else. And also he had to be holy. You can find that in Leviticus 21. And then we see that also he was the like the overseer of all the other priests. This high priest also is a man that wore the Urim and Thummim. The, the, on, on his breastplate. Brother Barnum speaks of the Urim and Thamim. And he says that this is the only thing that was able to tell whether someone, whether people with gifts were telling the truth or not. You know, no, whether the gift was telling the truth or not. For instance, if someone says, I, I dreamt this, or someone gives a, a prophecy, thus say the Lord, ABCD, so then they would bring you before the high priest. And then they would tell you, now, can you please give your prophecy again? And so then you would begin to give your prophecy. When the high priest is standing there, 
And with those stones. They urim and thummim. Now, if your prophecy or your, your gift was saying the truth, all those stones would begin to light different colors in response to what you are saying. So that would be a symbol that what the person was saying was from God. And everybody would believe it and fear. But if what you were saying was not true, and you came before the high priest with the Urim and Thummim, you know, uh, you know a prophet would, would tell us that sometimes people dream because they, they, they've eaten too much. And uh, sometimes because you've had things from some other place. Not all dreams come from the Lord. But, but some dreams come from the Lord. So you see, th those things need to be tested. And in the Old Testament, it was, being, it was tested by the Urim and Thummim. And so, uh, when you came, you know, with your dream, when it is just coming out of uh, gluttony or whatever it is, <laughs> and you are telling people that this is thus say the Lord, and uh, the, the, the stones would not respond to you. Yeah, it will be quiet, silent, and they would get you. They say you are a false prophet, and they would stone you to death. I believe we have another Urim and Thummim today. Praise the name of the Lord. We have, amen, Jesus Christ, the high priest. Now, we know that Brother Barnum says the Old and the New Testament. The word, it is our Urim So everything that is said, whether it is a gift, someone having a gift and uh, prophesying or dreaming a dream, telling a dream or things like that. So we, we can now be able to test it also. I just say thank God for the message of the hour. That we can take everything and we give it a word test. That's why in the message we don't fear anyone to preach to us. We don't, I remember when I was in the Anglican church, the, 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 we had, uh, the, uh, you know, lessons or summons that is written and, uh, you know, a reading that will be read and everything. So everything is programmed. And so you just, the, the priest will just have to follow and it will be the same thing all over the diocese. In the Pentecostals, they are beginning to do the same. Whereby the man on top will send a summons or summon notes or something and then everybody will follow that. Because they have to ensure that uh, the, the, the right doctrine is preached. And uh, you know, the devil is trying to attack the message to tell us that uh, we also should not preach by inspiration. That uh, you know, we should uh, uh, take only one book of the prophet and, um, and um, you know, read that all. 
play, it for, play the sermon for the people. And that, that is the only way the message should be preached. And they are saying that you should just press and play. And preachers should not, no longer preach inspiration. Because we, we, we are, they are fearing wrong doctrine. No, wrong doctrine is not hindered that way. We have something that tests wrong doctrine. And that is the word we have been given in our day. So we don't, any man who claims to have been sent by God, let him come and preach. Let him come and give a message. Let him come and give an inspiration. Anybody that claims to have a gift, we, we, we don't fear gifts. We love gifts. We love tongues. We, we love uh, inspiration. Interpretation of tongues. Uh, you know, Brother Barnum says uh, tongues when interpreted is a prophecy. Amen. Amen. So we, we, we love tongues. We, 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 we love prophecies. We love spiritual dreams. We are not scared of those things. How many are scared of those things here? <laughs> we are not scared of those things. We love the supernatural. But we are given our Urim and Thummim, which is going to test every one of inspiration. We don't just follow sheepishly or follow blindly. We have something that tests whatever we hear. And that is the word of God. Amen. Thank God for that. And so the high priest would wear the Urim and Thummim. And so he also offered a sin offering for the sins of the whole congregation. So he's a man that would do that. So he also sprinkled blood on the master's seat in the Holy of Holies to make atonement for the people's sins. So a high priest was a very important man in the Old Testament. And you know, in, in the Holy of Holies, he would enter there once a year. And that place being so holy. That it had the Shekinah glory, the presence of God. That the, the high priest would not just enter there also. He would have to first give an offering of blood for himself and for the people. And then even entering there, they would tie a chain on him. That as he went there, if something happened and maybe he died, or because he was not accepted or, or because he was not perfect or because of any, any reason and then he died there no one would enter there to remove him because he would also die from there. So then they had to just pull him because the presence of God was in the Holy of Holies. God, you know, the Shekinah glory was in the Holy of Holies. But I want to say tonight we have a high priest. A high priest who is even greater than he that was in the Old Testament. That office 
office Amen was just a shadow of the real office of a high priest. And the, the real high priest is Jesus Christ. The Bible says he's our high priest. He's our apostle and a high priest. Amen. Amen. And in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24, he says, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Hmm. One time someone asked me where is the corporal body of Jesus now? But here is what the Bible says. That Christ, our high priest, for him he did not only enter into the holy places or into the holy of holies made with hands. For then must he often have suffered since the once in the end of the world as he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Hmm. The high priest went in there once every year. Once every year. Once every year. To atone for his sins and the sins of others. But and you know that, that high priest had to be a good man. A holy man. A man without physical defects. But Jesus Christ, before he was sacrificed, you remember what happened? You know, they said he is blameless. He was not found with any guilt. The man was sinless. He did not have any defect. Who was he? He was the Lamb of God that was supposed to take away all the sins of the world. And when he came and he died, what did he do? He went into the Holy of Holies. But this time, not with the blood of bulls and goats, but with the blood of God himself. The blood of Jesus was not the blood of Jesus. The Bible in the book of Acts says, Amen, the blood of God himself. The blood of God that is not temporal. It is permanent. The blood of bulls and goats did not wash away sins, but it covered sins. But the blood of Jesus does not cover sins. It washes them to the essence by the Banam says that it takes them into the sea of forgetfulness. That once your sins are repented and they are under the blood, once you 
you repent, once you now we are coming to the confession. Once you confess your sins, you repent of your sins and you confess them, they are removed from you and placed under the blood. Now, anything that is under the blood cannot be remembered anymore. Does God ever forget? God does not forget. But he only forgets the sins that are, you have placed under the blood. He can never remember them. Brother Branham calls it the sea of forgetfulness. He places those sins under the sea of forgetfulness. It can never be remembered. They are gone away from you. You, as being a human being, may remember in your mind what you did. And even the devil might try to remind you. But Jesus Christ does not remember. I wanted to imagine that. The power of the blood. Tell somebody the power of the blood. The blood is so powerful that it removes sin from the sinner. The blood of, of our high priest. The blood of God himself. And he says that for him he suffered once and for all. Once and for all. And in the message, the testimony on the sea. But the Banam says, Now, how many teachers here know that he is a high priest? Right now. That he can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Well, if he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and a high priest, he would act the same way. Only his body is on the throne of God. And he says, How many knows that? The body of Jesus is on the throne of God. But he uses our body to manifest himself through just like he promised to do. He said the works that I do shall you also. Now we know and we can talk a lot about our high priest. But in the service this evening, I rather I want to dwell on the confession, our confession. We know who our high priest is. Is Jesus Christ. But now the Bible says he's the high priest of our profession. There is a power that we hold. And uh, I want to try to see if I can be able to emphasize on this this evening. Many times believers are defeated. Not because God has failed. We have already seen his part. He is a high priest. He is determined to accomplish it. When he gave his word, he, he signed with his own blood to assure us that his word cannot 
fail. His blood is all powerful. His blood can wash away sins. His blood can heal our diseases. His blood can take us out of our bad conditions. His blood is all powerful. When we talk about his blood, we are talking about his grace. We are talking about his power. We are talking about his love. But all that is powerless without our confession. There is a power in confession. In the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 20, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Let me read that again in case you missed. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. The fruit of your mouth. What is the fruit of your mouth? Are the words you prophesy over yourself. Are the words you speak. It's the fruit of your mouth. What a man speaketh is just out of the abundance of his heart. That's why as we shall see later on in the book of Romans 10.10 10, he says for with the, ma for with the heart Man believeth unto righteousness. You, you believe with your heart unto righteousness. How many believe here? We all believe. We believe with our heart. But he, he goes ahead to say and with the mouth with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So in other words, you may believe in your heart, but you can never be saved if you do not confess it on your mouth. That is why from the Old Testament, when the word of God was brought forth, for it to apply, the people had to answer by saying, Amen. Meaning, so be it. What he said is true. We agree. Moses would bring it from the Lord. And then he would ask the people, do you believe it? They would say, Amen. We all agree. That's why even in church we say, Amen. That's even when the, the word of God is being preached to you. Don't just sit and relax. Don't just be quiet. But the banner many times say that a gift is a man taking himself out of the place and then God using him. And now that is for a minister. But even for the people, when the word of God comes, it takes you to take yourself out of the place and to accept that word. To say amen to that word. Now a, a, a minister allows God to use his mouth and then a, 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 the lady, the people, they must also allow God to, 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 to accept that word in them. 
by saying amen when you say amen you are receiving the word are you, are you following me now so with a man with a heart a man believeth unto righteousness but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and here we see that uh, a man is belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Tell your neighbor the power of the tongue. So there is a power that is hidden in your tongue. Praise God. God gives you that power to speak. And if a man can speak, a man can be saved. One of the last things to leave the man is the power of speech. The thief on the cross was a sinner. He was going to hell. But this man had the power of speech. He could not be baptized. No opportunity for that anymore. He could not do anything. But one thing he had the power to do was to say something. Was to speak. The only thing that saved the thief on the cross was the power of his tongue. He only spoke and he said, Remember me. When you get into your kingdom. And the thing that killed the other man. Was the power in his tongue. He did not speak well. He did not speak the right thing. And when he spoke the wrong thing. It brought the wrath of God. And you remember how Brother Barnum dramatizes it. That thief on the cross. Went to hell. And you know when, brother, when, when Jesus reached hell. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, he went to this place where Na, this man was. There were many others like him. And when he, he opened the door, they were all shouting. They were all shouting. Oh, help us. Open for us. Help us. They were shouting different voices. But the power of their tongue in hell could not save them anymore. Time for mercy was over. And Brother Barnum says, when Jesus opened, he told them, why didn't you believe? Saints, we are still on earth. Let us believe. Let us use the power of our tongue. Let us speak the word. Let us agree with the word. Let us speak life instead of death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe it. Sister Hattie, use the power of the tongue by saying amen. I believe it, Brother Branham. Ah, 
God was moved, she said she said the right thing. Brother, sister, say the right words. When you say the right words, it will bring the power of the Holy Ghost to come and make it come to pass. When you say the right words, it will provoke the power of the to come and cause them to happen in your life. Praise God. I'll read this same scripture in the Amplified. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequence of his words. Which words do you speak in your life? Which words do you speak in your situation? In your home? At your job? Which words do you speak to your children? To your parents? Which words do you prophesy over your life? Did you know that whatever you prophesy over your life, whatever you speak, whether because of less revelation, or because of situation, or because of problem, that is what will happen. The words you speak. If you say I'm strong, you'll be strong. If you say I'm an overcomer, you'll be an overcomer. There are consequences to the words we speak. You know, the, uh, believers are not expected to speak idle words. May God help each and every one of us that our mouth, I think it's a, it's a scripture that David, uh, uh, David was praying. He says, let the words of my mouth and let the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you, O Lord. The words of my mouth. And here he says that there is consequences in, in your words. I'm talking about words. Anything you use your mouth to speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit. Oh my, those who love those words, those who love words and indulge it and use it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Those who love the tongue and, and, and indulge it and use it. Do you know you can have a weapon and you choose not to use it? But you can also have a weapon and you choose to use it. How do you pray? You pray with your tongue. How do you speak? You speak with your tongue. You know you can listen to someone speaking and after they have spoken you will be so heavy. You'll be so disturbed. Is that not true? And others will speak. And you'll be excited. You'll be happy. 
Someone who spoke of Brother Branham. And he said when you were with him, he made you to feel like a great man. But there are some people you speak to and you feel like it was even a mistake to speak to them. Some people that will speak death to you. That will speak defeat to you. That will speak curse words to you. So it's not about only what you speak but also what you hear. What you speak and what others speak to you. That's why as believers there are words we should not hear. That when we hear them, they, they, they bring a wrong spirit in our life. That these movies with curse words. If, if you be watching those movies as a young person, you are going to be filled with that kind of life. You know, the devil will bring you down to that level whereby you, you, you are looking at life that way. When you are speaking to a, a fornicator, and is your best friend. And to him, fornication is not a problem. It is alright. So when you speak to them, the more you speak to them, the more you realize they are right and you are wrong. Because they are speaking more and you are speaking less. Brother Banham preached on influences. You know, either your friend is influencing you or you are influencing them. I don't know about you but I want to be the one to influence people. I don't want to be influenced by demons. I want to be the one to influence this world. I want to live in this world that wherever I go the devil will know that I passed that side. When Jesus was coming, yes, we are approaching uh, this man at the tombs of Gadara, this man, the demons in him, realized who Jesus was before he even arrived. Before he even said a word. Those demons were so fearful of the words Jesus was going to utter. The devil knows the power of the word. The devil knows the power of the tongue. Especially coming out of a child of God. And as Jesus was approaching, you, you know, those demons started trembling. In the night. Please, it's not yet our time. Don't kill us. Don't finish us. And Jesus spoke. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus spoke. Yes, and he cast out those demons. Let me tell you. When, if you have Jesus Christ in your life. Wherever you go. Demons will tremble. Because they will know you have arrived. Because they will know you are arriving. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be like. Those who are possessed by the devil. Whereby you fear. Fear. The people who have God in them. How do we, do we know that you fear them? Your associations. Your friends. Your best friends. We now have WhatsApp. Who do you WhatsApp? 
message. We can also see that by what you status. Which words are you statusing? Which words are you writing? Which language are you using? Remember, whatever words you speak, it is prophesying. It is powerful. There is a consequence on every word you speak. Whether in secret or in public. Words are powerful. Words create. And words destroy. What are you going to be? As far as I'm concerned, I want to be an influence in this world. That wherever my voice shall be heard, my voice will influence the people of the people of the children of God to come closer to God. To come closer to God. How in the words I speak, even now as I'm speaking to you, I'm influencing your life. How by the power of the time how has God ordained the gospel to be preached not by sign language not by books not by anything but by tongue the power of a tongue because the gospel has to be preached by the tongue by speaking because as you speak as words come they bring they create something within the hearer. So there is death and life in the power of the time. I, I hope we all shall get this after I'm done. Praise God. There's a lot I could say, but there is a one long quote I want to read and then I will finish with that. It's just a long, a long quote out of the message, accept God's gift. I'll just go through that quote and just to encourage you and then I'll, I'll finish with it. Listen, don't have a negative testimony. Tell your neighbor, don't have a negative testimony. You see, this is why many times while I'm preaching, I ask you to speak because there is power in, in the tongue. While you speak those words, you are creating. Don't have a negative testimony. Every time when you confess, when I still uh, feel bad today, Oh, uh, uh, well, I still feel bad today. I guess you go right straight back in the same rut that you was in the beginning. There is not a man or a woman in here that is baptized with the Holy Spirit. But what would start your confession? I believe I've lost the Holy Spirit, you should say. I believe it's gone from me. Then you will go right down. I still feel bad. Then you will go right back again how you were. Listen close. You will never live above your confession. I'm not going to pass exams. It is, it is going to be very difficult. For me. You just prophesied how the time will go. To the students. You just prophesied. 
I don't think I can make it. Life is very difficult. You just just determine. Money is very difficult. Everybody is poor. Even it is very difficult for us. That's all you will see around your life. That's why brother, sister, Stay away from negative people. Run away from them. Don't make them your friends. Anyone who is negative in their speech, stay away from them. Stay away from them. You will live, you will never live above your confession. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Hebrews 3.1 now, any scholar knows that that same word profession is confession. Now, sitting at the right hand of the Father to make intercession upon what? Our confession. So Jesus yes. has power. He's a high priest. Just like the high priest in the Old Testament was the one at, uh, you know, atoning the sins of the people. He was like the middleman between God and man. But in the same in the same way today, we have Jesus. The Bible says that he's the only mediator between, between man and God. And he says, the man, Christ Jesus. Who is he? He's the high priest, our high priest. But the high priest only has one thing to you. Our confession. He hears what we spoke. And then that is how he he executes. He can't do anything. He cannot do nothing for you. Until first you confess he has done it. Everything he promised to do. He cannot do it for you. Until you have confessed. That he has done it for you. When you accept it, I'm not saved tonight because I get happy and shout. That is not it. I am not saved because the gift of God works through me. I am saved because I have met the conditions that Jesus Christ required for me. I am saved according to the Bible. Satan can whip you around the stamp on your feelings. But he cannot when it is thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now many times how many of you have ever felt like you are not saved? The ones who are not raising up your hands are hypocrites. All of us have felt it at one point. <laughs> As if you are not saved. 
How, how, how will I even go to heaven? Those are feelings. I am saved. And many of us, oh, since we, we accepted Jesus Christ, we cannot, as much as we feel sometimes as if we are not saved, but we can't accept to confess we are not saved. Because we know, according to the word, we are saved. The devil can't change that. No demon can change that. And because of that, we are saved. Hallelujah. Because of our confession. But that one is okay. But in many other areas of our life, we become defeated because we accept to confess negatively. On healing, education, needs, this and that, we always confess negatively. He says the devil can whip you on your feelings. He will whip you the way you are feeling. But he cannot when it is that say the Lord. He, he can't do that. He can't wade across that. That will defeat him. Thank God we have a high priest. Hallelujah. And he has said he has saved us. He has given us his word. The word for the salvation of our souls. We believe it. We confess it. And the devil can do nothing about it. Now when you believed you were saved. Sitting in your seat. Out in the wherever you was. You accepted it and begin to confess and tell people that you were saved. Well, you kept saying, I am saved. I am saved. The people said, There is no difference in you. But you believed there was. Someone will tell you, you are saved, and I'm not. So when I see you, I see myself, we are the same. There's no difference, but you will still believe I'm saved. It's not about what you are feeling, what you see. And you kept with your confession, and after a while, it worked righteousness. All your neighbors and everybody knows you are saved now. Because you believed it. And you confessed it. And it happened. What happened? What changed you? He is the high priest of your confession. Setting at the right hand of the Father, making good what you are confessing. 
Tell somebody he is going to make good what you are confessing. What we are saying is not idle. As children of God, what we say is not idle. There is a high priest somewhere who is going to make it good. Every word we say, he will make it good. Every word we confess, he will make it good. He is our high priest. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, that's the same thing it is by healing. You accept him as your healer. Renounce your feelings. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are sick and you are feeling so down, Renounce your feelings. Renounce your feelings. It is not by feelings. It is by faith. Say you are healed. Believe you are healed. Act like you are healed. Associate with those who believe in healing. Hey. Hallelujah. Oh my, I love this one now. You accept you are healed. Believe you are healed. Say you are healed. Renounce your feelings. Even act like you are healed. And here's the, now the game changer. Associate with those who believe in healing. Now this is not about healing only. It's about any and every situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's this young man here, Brother Mzauke. You know, he was telling me what the devil was telling him. He's getting married. Is it this weekend? The other weekend? The other weekend. Hey. Next week, but one. And so, I told him, Brother. No matter what the devil says, your wedding will happen. You are going to get your wife. You said the right thing. And brother, in a few days you are going to marry now. The, the devil has told you before that it will not happen. But it, since you have kept on believing it, confessing it, your, your family was telling you, ah, why do you have to go through all those things? Just get a woman. And just those ones were uh, trying to take you away from the world. But you said, No, I will stick with the world. And he decided to associate with those who believed in it. And now it is going to happen. And, and so is every one of our issues. In our homes, in our families. You know, me, myself. I had a, 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 a few friends who were not believers of this message. Years ago, I was still young. And because I married young and they were seeing that uh, they were seeing that they were not going to uh, that they cannot get mad at that age. So they, they thought I had uh, run crazy. And that I'm just excited. And one, one of them told me, I'm giving you two years. <laughs> so I, I told Rebecca that she, one of my friends gave me two years. And when I met two years, I, I, I stopped associating with him. I stopped. 
But after two years, I wrote him again. I said, I'm still married. <laughs> he said, I give you three years. <laughs> I don't know what he will say now. But I permanently stopped associating myself. Even if you are married, you can associate with the people who will make you become unmarried. Some people, many of you do wrong things because of your associations. You believe the wrong things because of your associations. People, some people started looking for jobs instead of, of believing the word and doing what God tells them to do. They are calling people, relatives and friends. Tell me what, what can I do? Hey, huh? ah, my friend, Mkwano. the system is very difficult. You, you have to bribe, you have to do this. Then you will call another friend. No, I called the other one, but he said, have you applied anywhere? No, I don't have any connection. I say, my friend, things are not difficult. Don't you know Uganda? You have to give something. Now you will become clouded with that. When you come here, we will tell you God is able to give you a job. You will not even say amen. Because in your mind there is unbelief because of your association. Some of you are unbelievers by association. You see, younger people, the devil tells you, you cannot live a chaste life. You cannot live a, it is difficult. It is impossible. Some of them will even laugh. They will sit in the seat of the scornful. <laughs> you thought you can. And then you look at yourself as a fool. Sincerely, what was I thinking? I cannot live holy. Let me tell you that those are associations that want, to, want you to profess negative things. Disassociate yourself from them. For God is what to be accomplished in your life. You have to have good association. Associate yourself with those that believe in the promise of God for your life. God told Abraham, go to a land that I will show you and I'm going to give you a son. Look at the stars. Your generation shall be like that. And Abraham was excited. Abraham believed it. But along the way, he carried his cousin. He said, Lord, God has given me promises. Come, let us go. And as, while he was associating himself with the Lord, God became quiet. Did you ever ask yourself why God was quiet? Maybe Lord was always you know, telling him about his own things. Hey, Abraham, do you know why? I, I am dreaming of this city where there is this and that. And you know, this kind of games you know, that and this and that. Abraham, do you, do you know that we can find that city? I've heard uh, of rumors that uh, there is a city called Sodom and there is even another one called Gomorrah. I think you can have a good time. <laughs> Abraham, Blame. do you know that we can have, we can be, you know, really great men? We can achieve a lot. And now with you, God has even given you a promise. If you went there, Abraham, you don't know what you can have. So the whole time 
Abraham maybe was bringing fullness. Because Abraham loved the Lord so much. Lord was a cousin. And he loved him so much. The devil will not tempt you with people you don't love. Sometimes he will come in friends that you love so dear. And then you begin associating. But whereas they are leading you away from the promises of God. But time came. Abraham made up his mind. He said from today. I don't care what I feel. I disregard it. I'm only going to regard what God's word has said. Therefore my brother. Today. Choose. If you go south, I go north. If you go west, I go south. Choose where you are going to go. You go fast. And me, I will go where God has told me. And Lord said, eh? Abraham, you remember the one, the place I was telling you? I feel they went, according to the rumors I heard, if I go this side, I, I may arrive. And indeed, he went that side. And he arrived. And he was so happy. The things of the world don't make the children of God happy. We have another joy. Our joy is in the house of God. Our joy is in the word of God. Not in the things that, uh, of the world. When Abraham stayed alone, he looked as if he was lonely. But because he had disassociated himself with unbelief, God came again. And God spoke to him again. And Abraham went into a very poor land. The voice of God led him into a poor land. The voice of God led him into a very lonely place. But no matter where the voice of God leads you to, brother sister, there is going to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. No matter where the word of God leads you to, it may be different from what others called joy and happiness. But I tell you what, he will make you rich. He will make you happy. He will make you strong. That's what Abraham became. Abraham became a very rich man. A very strong man. He became increased. Oh, let me tell you, you will increase. If you follow the word of God, you will be rich. Is this the word of God? You will be rich. If you follow the word of God, you will be happy. If you follow the word of God, you will be fulfilled in your heart. If you follow the word, just follow the voice of God and you will have everything that the world cannot give. This joy that I have, the devil cannot give it to me. That's joy that I have. The devil never gave it to me. This joy that I have. The devil never gave it to me. The devil never gave it to me. And the devil cannot take it away. Hallelujah. We should refuse the devil from taking away our joy. Our peace. Our love in our hearts. Our love for the word of God. Our love for fellowship. Our love for the brothers and sisters. Our love for singing. We should not allow the devil 
devil to come in that area because where we are we are standing on that saith the Lord we are standing on the word of God we are standing on the rock of ages hallelujah that is why we say amen. Because we are confessing positive things. And we are disassociating ourselves with anybody and anything that will take us away from the word of God. And God will bring you right out to a perfect soundness of health. Will not fail. If you are sick, begin to say, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Maybe God has been dealing with you for a few days about healing. Just believe it and confess it. Just an illustration. I'm trying to get faith moving so I can see what the Holy Spirit will do here for us in a few minutes. Don't never look at symptoms. And he looks at a woman in a wheelchair and he says, lady, don't you look because you are sitting in a wheelchair. Oh, this fellow younger here that's not uh, there's no more to God than to heal a toothache. That's no more to God than to heal a toothache. <laughs> what is your problem? What is your big problem? To God, it's just like healing a toothache. Amen, I believe it. Hallelujah. But now look. He is the high priest of your confession. Now, if there is any fellow that ought to have a bad, a bad case of symptoms, would have been Jonah when he was going down to Nineveh. He was backslid. He was going to Nineveh, he was going to Tarshish. Instead of Nineveh. On the wrong ship. Going to the wrong way. Maybe you are also here. Or you are streaming this service. And you have been in the wrong ship. But the Banam says fellowship is two fellows in a ship. So maybe you've been having a wrong fellowship with some people <laughs> and going to Tarshish instead of Nineveh. And you are backslid, running uh, uh, from God in a stormy sea. They tied his hands and feet thrown him out of the ship. He went down into the sea and a whale swallowed him and went plumb to the bottom of the sea to rest his swimmers as all fish does. There he was, tied hands and feet, backslid, a stormy sea, many phantoms deep in the sea, in the bellies of a whale. If there is anybody who should have had symptoms, it was Jonah. If you looked this way, it was a whale's belly. Everywhere around, he looked, it was a whale's belly. But, I love this. 
He refused to look at it. Brother, sister, you may be in your own wealth bed. Everywhere you are looking, there is no hope to get out of your situation. I don't know who I'm talking to this evening. You are in a wealth bed. When you look, when you look here, no hope. No hope. No hope. No hope. What do you do? Others. That's where we fail. Me, God, for sure. I'm giving up. Because even you have not fulfilled anything you're saying. See how I am now in this situation. How am I going to come out of here? I'm done. I'm finished. I'm finished. No hope. I'm dead. <laughs> In Luganda, we have that phrase. I'm dead, gone. I'm finished. Jonah did not use those words. Jonah refused to accept. Tell your neighbor, refuse to accept your situation. Refuse to believe it. Jonah said, they are lying vanities. He said once more, I will look to your holy temple. Praise the name of the Lord. Because when Solomon dedicated that temple, he said, if thy people, now listen to me now, he said, if thy people be in trouble anywhere and look to this holy place and pray, then you will hear from heaven. So he believed. Jonah believed that God heard Solomon's prayer. And so he started saying, I will not look at this world's belly. I will not, I will not think my, about my backslidden condition. I'm looking towards your holy temple and making my confession. And God sent oxygen down there. And he kept him alive for three days and nights. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, my brother, my sister, while you are in your situation, very difficult for you in that condition, let me tell you what happens. Before God takes you out, he gives you life. He gives you strength. He enables you not to, uh, to scatter. The fact that you are still strong is a sign that God is answering your prayer. The fact that you are alive, you will not die, but you will live to declare the goodness of the Lord. The fact that you are alive, the word and the promises of God shall be accomplished in your life. Amen. I believe that for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a reason to rejoice and, and, and say amen. I believe it, Lord. Amen. You know the condition that Jonah was in. 
very desolate. Let me tell you, let me tell you. What I'm preaching today is the strength of every believer. That no matter what situation comes, no matter what condition comes, you remain steadfast. Confessing positively. Saying I know who I believe. I am persuaded. He is able. To keep his promises. Hallelujah. Jonah was in that condition. Hallelujah. He said. God said oxygen. <laughs> and delivered him right in the neve where he belonged. So right now, to some of you, in your well's belly, I'm pronouncing to you this evening, God is sending some oxygen. God is sending some oxygen. Yes! How many believe it? Say amen. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm telling you, God is sending you some oxygen. Hallelujah! Amen! No, that's not all. And you're on your way to the place where you must be. When I read this, that's what I see for my life. This has been my strength. And I'm telling you, let it be your strength this evening. Amen. This will, will, will make the devil lose. The devil loses when, you know, this is a way to be encouraged. You know, when the, devil, when the spirit of discouragement comes on you and begin talking to you and then you begin saying, yeah. For sure, I'm finished. The spirit of discouragement begins smiling. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I want you. But when, now, when he had me preaching about the high priest of our confession, the devil became so sad. But now when he sees you, realizing your place, the devil is completely finished. In the church age book, Brother Barnum says, if the church of God will know who she is and what she stands for, Amen. She will be an invisible army. An army which the devil cannot defeat. An army which the devil will attack. But the devil cannot defeat it. <laughs> Once we understand this, now we can go into the deep mysteries of the world. But before we go into the mysteries, let us get these basics of where we should put our roots, where we should put our anchor, where we should be as believers, whereby we are unshakable. Amen. Whereby we are holding on onto the rock of ages. Let me finish this quote now. Amen. Our son, brother, please. Well, if Solomon prayed that prayer, there is no one here that's in the condition or halfway like Jonah was. You ain't got no, nothing like the symptoms he had. Well, if he, in that condition, could look at the temple where it was built by the hands of a man. And earthly being, a man, Solomon, sitting and praying, and could have faith in Solomon's prayer. 
omusajja Sulemani e yasaba na omuhunyobina na kiriza musala ya Sulemani how much more would you and I tonight tichisinga wogwe nangirero sitting here Look to the throne of God where Jesus stands at the right hand with the blood there hey, to make an intercession on your confession. We have more than Solomon's prayer. We have Jesus himself, the high priest, on the right hand of the throne of the majesty of Amen. Ready. Ready to take our confession. Just and he says, our prophet says, just refuse to have the symptoms. Hallelujah. Amen. If you all believe this, in the next few moments, we can have a Pentecostal service here. In the next few moments, whereby all of us can accept the word of God. Imagine Jonah had his Pentecost in the womb of God. What about us, the believers of this message? We can have our own Pentecost. Symptoms is something like symptoms is just something like I said tomorrow when you go home now to your place and the express agent will come and say FedEx or Posta Uganda or DHL and he comes to you brother Sam are you brother Sam are you Mrs. Doy are you Mrs. Uh, uh, so and so. Yes, yes. Are you Sister Grace? Yes, yes, Are you Brother Billy Paul? Oh, yes. Are you Billy Paul? Yes, yes, yes. And then he says, Brother Branham is trying to explain to us what symptoms are. How, how symptoms look like. And then he says, yes. And then he says, I have a present for you. Alright. What is it? And he hands over a basket. Or a box. And you hear something inside. Can you bring me that jacket? Brother Solomon. That jacket over right there. I want to show you what Brother Banam is trying. And that when he brings the tereke, when they bring the package, the package is wrapped up, and, they, and he hands it over to you, say, This is yours. And then, when you get the box, you begin to see something moving. And then, when you look closer, he says, you see a bunch of rattlesnakes. And the man is saying, it is yours. <laughs> you can take it back. And he says, where you looking? It's a big box of snakes. Where? 
You don't want them things. Who wants them? Someone comes and with a box of snacks and he says, it's yours. He says, your name is there. What well, do you say? I don't want them. And then the man says, oh, no, but, but, but they are yours. <laughs> Somebody sent them to you. Here is your name on it. Here is the name. It, 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 some, somebody sent these snakes to you. They are yours. You have to take them. <laughs> How many will take them? Now, in one sense of the word, they are yours. In another sense, they are not. <laughs> they are yours because your name is on it. But they are not yours because you do not order for them and you don't want them. Somebody sent them to you but they are not yours until you sign for them and you say I have received them. And when you sign, signing you received them. Then they are yours. But if you refuse to sign for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the devil send the symptoms. Let the devil send the problems. Brother, sister, let us refuse to sign. We are not going to sign. We are not going to sign for sickness. We are not going to sign for bad situations. We are not going to sign for lack of school fees. We are not going to sign for poverty. We are not going to sign for uh, 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 debts. How many are signing for debts? Well, Pastor, I already have them. It is too late. You have them. They are yours as long as you sign for them. But you can decide today to refuse them. To say no, I don't have any debts. I don't have any debts. I don't have any sickness. I don't have any lust. Young people, come on. You can say, I don't have any lust. The devil will say, no, it is yours. The package is here. Your name is here. It is up to say, okay. If you say so. You know, and then every time you're speaking, my last. <laughs> you, say, you, you know, my cough, my sickness, my problem. It's up to you to sign. But there is someone here who has received revelation tonight. So I will not sign for any of them. I'm refusing to sign. Hallelujah. He has to take. But if you refuse to sign for them, he has to take them back to the express company. Hallelujah. Let me rejoice, church. The express company has to send them to the one that sent them to you. 
Back to sender. Come on, turn back to sender. Not to me. Not to me. Let me tell you when the devil brings you a bad condition in your family, in your life, in your spiritual life, in your physical life, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Refuse it. Confess positively. No, I don't say, but I feel it. I feel the lust in my body. No, brother, sister. Refuse it. You are a child of God, born again. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Going to heaven. It is not yours. It's not yours. Where are you, young people? It's not yours. The devil sent it. Refuse to sign it. When you refuse to sign it, it will be packed again. And the company will take it back to the one who sent it to you. Oh my God. How many are refusing to sign today? How many are refusing to sign today? We are not going to sign for what we did not ask for. Well, don't sign for nothing. The devil brought. Our prophet is saying this. Brother Barnum is a vindicated prophet. So these things I'm reading to you are not my words or my thoughts. They are words of a prophet of God. And believe it in that way. And he's telling you now, don't sign for nothing. The devil brought. Oh my. Where are those who will say amen from their heart tonight? Says no, sir. Just refuse to have it. No, sir. Say, I just haven't got it. Devil, you take it all back. That is all. I won't have it. Refuse to have your sickness. Your arthritis. Whatever it is. He says whatever it is. What did you have? You have an opportunity tonight. To refuse to have it. If you don't have a job. You are jobless. Refuse to be jobless tonight. Don't sign for it. You know what? Some, some believers sign for it. May I try to look for jobs? I can't find them. I even tried to tell people like Brother Peel to help me. They didn't help I told Brother Omnetan. Even Dr. Mulonde. No one helped me. So let me remain jobless. It is God's will. The Bible says all things work together for good. To those who love God, I call according to his Maybe his purpose is for me to be like that. What can I do? You are signing, brother. You are signing, sister. This evening, I'm encouraging you not to sign. In Lugana, it is called Okuguguba. Amen. You resist. <laughs> How many of you want to resist tonight? We are going to resist the devil. We are not going to accept to sign. 
I'm finishing this. I just haven't got it. I'm not sick. By his stripes I'm healed. Stand right on your ground. Confess it. Believe it. Stay there. Let me read that line again. Stand right on your ground. How many can stand with me tonight? While I finish, you can stand if you want to. When the prophet said stand, so don't sit. He said stand on your ground. Tell your neighbor, stand on your ground. Confess it. Believe it. Stay there. God will bring it to pass. No matter what it is. I, he said no matter what it is. Hallelujah. Just believe him. We are not going to confess negatively. We are confessing positively from today. No bad confessions. Musicians can come. No negative confessions. We are going to confess positively. We know who we have believed. We are persuaded. He is able. Hallelujah. This is a way for a believer to overcome. No matter what the devil brings in your life, you refuse the bad condition. It is there. You can see it, but you refuse it. You say, no, I don't accept it. No, I, no, I am not poor. No, I am not poor. I am not poor. Some people have misunderstood me. I'm one, I'm one of the people that always claim I am rich. So some people misunderstand me. And then they come. They say, brother, can you lend us one million? I say, I'm sorry, I, don't, I can't help you. And they say, but he's, he's very stingy. He says he's rich, but he can't give. I don't accept to be poor. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the sick say I am healed. Let the weak say I am strong. That is where the strength of a believer is. Before we begin, we, 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 we go to singing. I want each of you to begin confessing right now. In a prayer now. Amen. Begin refusing. Ghana. Whatever the devil brought your way. And confess the positive. Confess the positive. Refuse the negative. And let it be a part of your life. For whatever God has purpose for you, the enemy cannot change it. Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. If he says you are healed, then I say you are healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I'm amazed that you love me. I'm amazed that you care 
your precious blood have found pardon and my sins they're all they're all washed away and my sins are washed away
Jesus is the high priest of our confession tonight. His name is Jesus. He never fails. They call him Your name. 
drop your hands and sing it again to him now. Jehovah is your name. by the feelings of our infirmities. You know every need in our midst, Lord Jesus. We lift it to you, O oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. While we bow our heads and present our needs to him, I'll have a precious brother, Stephen, I'm happy to see you. Just come please and commit all these needs before God and pray for, over the people. Mighty warrior, mighty
one more time. We sing it together. It's what it men are taking me. All over him was a lake and the ship wrecked. And when they stayed at the island, even when he tried to gather the firewood, again he was beaten by a snake. Until his captors, until those who looked at him, those who observed him, they had imaginations. They say for sure this man was a murderer. This man was wicked. This man has sinned against his God. This man is backslidden. This man is no longer a Christian. But wait a moment. When they looked a little at him, expecting him to collapse, accept him to faint, accept him to die, he just shook the beast into the water, into the, into the fire, and lived like any other person and they changed their opinion. They changed their minds. And they said, this man is God. This man is more than a human being. This evening, I declare and decree that let your enemies be totally confused about you. Let your enemies tonight begin to believe that you are a child of God. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. That no power is above the power of Jesus. That there's no situation that is bigger than God. May we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are the one who has created us in your own image. And you are the one who has saved us by your own blood. Lord, though we are under the belly of the, of the fish, though we may be in the belly of the rivers, the belly of the waters, yet, Lord, you have sent us oxygen to live in this condition and commanded the enemy to go and vomit us to the land. We shall not die. We shall not perish. We shall not be confounded. We shall live in the name of Jesus. We are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. By the name of Jesus, I confess this to be true. I believe this to be so. Hallelujah. Thank you for thy word. 
For we know that your word is power. Your word is deliverance. Your word is salvation. We bless you, O Lord. May everyone walk away from this place. Filled with that strength. Filled with that revival. Filled with that recreation. Oh, thank you, Jesus. May you bless us, O God. As we walk away from this place. Bless our families, Lord. Bless us in the places of work. Bless us in the places of abode. Bless us in whatsoever we are doing. Even where we are studying, you bless us. Oh God, even where we dwell, bless us, oh, your children, oh Lord God. May you bless your servant, oh Father, the one that you have used tonight. Oh God, may you see more and more. May, this, may your word come out of his mouth that your children may be edified. Thank you for granting this. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Just as we walk out, <coughs> shall just be singing that song, Amazing Grace. Just be meditating upon it. Just imagine what the word has spoken to us this evening. And then realize that it's really grace. Sometimes we are overcome by feelings. Not knowing that faith is there. And very unconscious. So it's by the grace of God. We shall make it. Amazing grace. How sweet is that Yeah. Hey.